Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Picture a remote freshwater stream somewhere in the eastern United States. The water's cool, there's a reasonably fast current, and the bottom is littered with big flat rocks. Sounds peaceful, doesn't it? What you're imagining is a perfect environment for trout, and for something else, too. Every so often, anglers who cast their lines in such places wind up catching North America's biggest salamander. This thing leaves an impression. Specimens measuring 29 inches long, that's 73 centimeters, have been documented, and the beefiest adults weigh four to five pounds, that's about two to two and a half kilos. These four-legged amphibians have compressed heads and torsos, meaning that, judging by outward appearance, you'd think someone had squished these critters flat with a rolling pin. Another key attribute is their brown to grayish skin, which hangs noticeably loose around their flanks. Early settlers didn't know what to make of these guys. Baffled by their appearance, some folks began calling them snot otters, devil dogs, or mud devils. The species wouldn't receive its formal scientific name, Cryptobranchus alleganiensis, until 1803. But nowadays, most people know this strange salamander as the hellbender. The hellbenders are divided into two subspecies. Northern Arkansas and southern Missouri are the home of the endangered Ozark hellbender. The eastern hellbender has a broader distribution, having spread itself across the greater Appalachian region and parts of the Midwest. Though, sadly, it's also got conservationists worried. Some amphibians are equally at home on land and in the water, but hellbenders are, more or less, totally aquatic. Their skin absorbs oxygen, pulling it straight out of the water. That leaves hellbenders at the mercy of pollutants, and the excess silt and runoff dumped into their streams by forest clearing projects sure doesn't help. One report published in 2007 by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service estimated that the Ozark hellbender will become functionally extinct by the year 2026 unless protective measures are taken. As of 2019, it was still classified as endangered by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, which has said that, in some good news, most populations of the eastern hellbender are not in danger of extinction and therefore do not warrant listing under the Endangered Species Act. To help boost populations of the Ozark hellbender, the St. Louis Zoo teamed up with the Missouri Department of Conservation and established a successful breeding program in 2011. And just last year, Pennsylvania raised awareness about this wonderful species by naming the eastern hellbender its official state amphibian. Maybe such efforts will improve the salamander's PR. There's a pervasive belief that the hellbender has a venomous bite, but this is untrue. The hellbender wields no venom. And despite rumors to the contrary, the amphibians do not hurt gamefish populations. Crawfish make up over 90% of the hellbender's diet. Other potential prey items include tadpoles, smaller salamanders, and small fish. The creatures are most active at night. They spend their days taking refuge under submerged logs or stream-bottom rocks. Hellbenders avoid humans, but they will aggressively defend their territories against fellow members of their species. So, unless you are a rival salamander, a potential mate, or a yummy crawfish, these beasties would just as soon leave you alone. Disposition-wise, they couldn't be less hellish. Maybe it's time to start calling them heckbenders? Today's episode was written by Mark Mancini and produced by Tyler Klang. 
For more on this and lots of other heckish topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 